I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. Except today. Oh no, we are still two single women because <laughs> Mel's here again, but Mel she's not here. She's not single. I was about to say, we're just two, we're three single, but we're not. No, we're two single girls and a married girl. So, pretty Once soon, again. y'all are going to have to change the intro altogether because I'm going to be on like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's, I keep scooting my way in here. Mel's and trying to like edge her have way in. Have ulterior motives. No, I'm so, just kidding. Spoiler alert: Mel's back, and by back I mean we Still recorded here. this all on the same day. <laughs> yes. So last week and this week are all in one, and so Mel's here with us again. But let's jump in, Kristen. Are, do you have our first question? Because I lost where we were. <laughs> yes, we are continuing our summer Q and A series with oh, three yes. more questions. Okay, for today. Question number one. How do you draw the line between initiating things with a guy and him pursuing you? Oh, brother. We get this question all the time. This is probably the most sent in question. And so when I first saw it, I was like, we've talked about this before. But I was like, you know what? It gets asked so much. Let's talk about it some more. I guess my first thing, because I have been known to struggle with this in the past of wanting to make things happen. So I think if there is a balance and like he's kind of showing interest and then you're showing interest back, I think that can be a healthy back and forth. I think when you are the only one doing anything, you're the only one reaching out to communicate, whether that's texting, calling, social media, whatever. If you're in person, you're going to chase it down. You feel like, yeah. If you're the only one trying to get y'all together, you got to let it go. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. If you're trying to orchestrate something to take the control into your own hands and like you said, make it happen. I think you need, yeah, you need to stop. I think men should pursue. And they like to, they do. I think we have an epidemic on our hands of passivity Mm-hmm. In a lot of areas with a lot, you know, a lot of guys, Christian and non, but just because a guy is not doing what he should does not mean it's okay for you to do it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that, I would say, I totally agree that there's a lot of passivity. Is that a word? Is that what you yes. said? Okay. Passivity. I learn words every day, guys. <laughs> I just learn everyday words <laughs> every day. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So, um... Yeah, there, there is. And someone told me one time that there is that because women like to take control. So I would say as Christians, we shouldn't just say, well, guys won't pursue and guys are so passive. And so I have to do this because otherwise I'm never going to get married. Well, yeah. I totally feel your pain. Um, but I also know that when I met somebody who was willing to pursue me and I let him, it was the best decision I ever mm. Made and I was so happy I waited for somebody who would. So if you try to take control into your own hands, you're not even giving him the opportunity to pursue you, which is what they want to do yes. if they're trying to pursue a godly relationship. Yes. And saying no one ever has, so I don't think anyone ever will, is not a valid argument. No. I think men should and will pursue. Boys may not. Men mm. will. Well, and don't sell short a guy that you could end up with based on the guys you've been with in the past. Yeah. That's a good point. But I think we're we're to respond to that. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to this, how do you draw this line between, okay, I really want to kind of let him know I'm interested, but I don't want to, you know, fall headlong into pursuit. What do I do? Think of it in this from the standpoint of we're to respond to their pursuit, either favorably or not. Mm-hmm. If you're not interested, you're not going to be very favorably responsive. 
If you are, you will respond favorably. So your showing interest is really nothing more than saying, hey, if you were to pursue, I would respond favorably. That's kind of like in my head, that's where that line is. If it goes anything past that, then I think you've fallen into pursuit. You've moved to that second category. Yeah. More or less. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, when you ask this question, you're hoping for someone to validate something that you're probably yeah. not supposed to be doing. This is I don't of... know that. I don't know this person's no. heart at all. I just know when I ask that question. <laughs> well, it can kind of go into the how far is too far physically thing. And it's like, if I you're asking for a cutoff, you know that there's, you're kind of asking for like, is this part okay? And if you're asking about it, you probably already know you probably shouldn't be doing it. Very good point. Um. I also think, to this is just generally and probably doesn't specifically answer this question, but along the lines of pursuing, don't only look for someone who's pursuing you the way you've always imagined it or mm. you've always wanted it to be, this fairy tale type thing. Be open to different – because guys have different personalities, so they're going to pursue differently. And so be open to being pursued a little bit differently than maybe you – always pictured or then you haven't passed or yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Um, it's not always going to be this cookie cutter yeah thing yeah i think that's good i don't know if that even no that doesn't really answer the question no but i think that's good and i think yeah that kind of sums it up what we're looking for there okay so then question number two or scenario number two if you will Uh this This, sounds complicated (laughs) this girl says it does sound complicated I am interested. I know it's complicated. (laughs) Okay, well, tell me. I don't have anything. She says, I'm interested in a single man in my church, and I don't know what to do. We've known each other for three years, and we've hung out, just the two of us, as well as in a group. We've grown closer, and now I feel like I'm getting mixed signals. We've talked about a quote-unquote relationship. I would like to know what you mean you've talked about a relationship. Like, with each other? Does that mean they want to know... they? They see themselves together, and they're pursuing that, but it's going slower than you want it to? No, I think it's more of, you've kind of tiptoed around it, but you're not actually having the conversation. Yes. Okay, then my answer is, yeah, move on unless he decides otherwise to pursue you. Please see question one. Yeah. <laughs> because if, yeah, it do not, do not wait around for somebody who is not willing to choose you and make it known that you're the one he wants to be with. Yes. This is another tough one because it's like, okay, there's so much more involved in this than just that. Because I would say, depending, if it's not as cut and dry as just move on, you definitely need to have a straightforward conversation about this. that's what I was going to say. Because this is not fair to either one of you to keep doing this, more so you than him, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So talk about it. And until then, no more of this hanging out just the two of us stuff. None of yeah, because he's more basi- clarity. If you're hanging out just the two of you, he's basically getting to date you without dating you. Without the commitment of, yeah, Make him that. commit. Yes. Well, and if you've known him for three years, it's going to... I totally... I'm not disagreeing with what you said, Melanie, at all. But if you've known him for three years, you've been friends for three years, if you just drop off the face of the planet... Like, yeah. you're still his friend. At this point, that's, that's all you true. are. It, technically. Uh-huh. So, like Bethany was saying, I think it's totally fine for you to just straight up be like, hey, what are we? What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. Let's talk about this. And I know that's terrifying because if you're wanting it to happen, then you may be hesitant to have that conversation because you know if you don't get the answer you want, then it's going it, to it, be gonna change either way. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah, but you've got to have that conversation and 
you want a guy who's going to be straight up with you Mm -hmm. and you want a guy who's going to pursue you. Mm -hmm. And so having that conversation is going to give him the opportunity to do that. And if he doesn't, then you're like, okay, well then fine. Let me move on until Mm -hmm. I can be with somebody who will do those things. You have to get to that point where the, the balance of clarity has tipped that direction where clarity is more important than the outcome of whatever the conversation may be in your mind. You've got to get to that point where clarity and no ambiguity is more important than possibly getting an answer you friend, don't want. Quote unquote, or mm-hmm. yes, it not going the way you want it to. That's where you've got to get in your mind, I think. Yeah, and with that, I would say the longer you let it go, the harder it's going to be yes. because the longer you will want it and the longer, mm-hmm. the more your relationship will grow just yeah. as friends. Um, well, and... Because you're going to get attached. Well, you probably already are. Exactly. At that, and with it, that yeah. amount of time, like, girls attach very yes. easily for the most part. And until the stated commitment level and direction of the relationship has been established, you're getting your hopes up for something that is possibly not reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, look at it that way and say, okay, I'm not going to do that. It's yeah. not, that's not fair that to you, it's not fair to him to let him do that. And I'm not saying this guy's not some horrible guy, I'm sure. No, yeah. gosh, He may no. just be clueless. He may just, <laughs> it, like we've said before, you're sitting over here with all of this turmoil about what in the world. And you, it's very clear to him. He just hasn't maybe communicated that the best. And everything's fine. But it definitely needs more clarity, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and initiating that conversation is not you crossing a line of like, quote unquote pursuing him. No. That mm-hmm. back to question one, that is perfectly acceptable uh-huh. and should happen. I yeah, think. I if think he's so not too. going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's then, okay for you to seek yeah. that clarity. Well and sure. it can be something as simple as saying, hey, I need you to think about XYZ, whatever the things that are unclear are, and get back to me with what you're thinking on this. You don't have mm-hmm. to go in and you have the entire conversation. Just kind of getting that ball rolling is totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't, if you blindside him, don't expect him to have all his answers formulated. Mm-hmm. Where if you've had time to think through this and what you want to say and how you're feeling, be willing to give him time yes. to get back to you with an answer. Yep. So I think that's good. Okay. Hey. What's our last one Final today? question. I laughed when I read this. <laughs> if there were ever a question that described my life story, this were, <laughs> this was it. Okay. So the question is, what do you do... When your plan for your life does not happen in the quote-unquote perfect timing that you had planned. Whew. It's a lot of planning and a lot of... I would like to know... (laughs) (laughs) That was an interjection from the peanut gallery. Okay, Lindsay here. (laughs) Yes, the squad is all together tonight. I would like to know someone whose life has gone exactly how (laughs) I planned it because... I want to learn from you. Um... Well, no, I just want to be like, how has it been? Have yeah. <laughs> you had any life? struggles in your life at all? I mean, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I, don't have an answer, but <laughs> I think, I mean, I laugh because I had my life planned out at 16. Like, I still have the sheet of paper where I wrote out what I thought my life was going to look like. And by that, it was who she was going to marry. Who was going to marry, <laughs> what my house was going to be like, what job I was going to have, how old I was going to be when I had my kids. I mean, just down. All those things that you really control completely, Exactly. Right? Weekly yeah, drive-bys to yeah. the houses that we were going to live in. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And none of, I've crossed off every single thing on my list. Like, none of it has happened. So, but I have loved how my life has turned out. 
Are so, you one of those? I wouldn't change it for anything. Yes. Yes. I, I hate it when people say that. I, but I really would, because yeah. of what has no, happened and how things have happened. And I know just from a practical standpoint, one thing that's helped me is when I think when I realized that my list was completely dead and nothing on it was going to ever happen. <laughs> dead. Yeah. Everything's crossed off. <laughs> We're going to burn it now. Um, but I sat down. I don't think I actually wrote it down, but I took the time to think through, okay, well, what do I have and what have I experienced because none of this happened? Mm-hmm. Like what friends do I have mm-hmm. and uh, what relationships have I been a part of and where have I been able to serve? And what have I been able to do and where have I worked and all of the things that have come because none of that happened and what, or things that I would have missed out on yeah. had what I wanted happened. And what a cool way to reflect on God yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah. He, he's so, I almost said he's so much gooder than we are. But <laughs> There's your gooder. Southern his translation. His is so much higher than anything we have planned mm-hmm. at all. And yeah, it didn't go how you planned it. But would you rather have your plans than God's? Mm-mm. That's what that really comes down to, I think. Yeah. And then, then you can say, like I said, it annoys me. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Because you know it's God. Yeah. So, yeah. I think a lot of times, too, it's just your mindset and kind of like we were joking, like, but it is true. I don't think anybody's life has ever gone exactly how they planned it. No. Don't worry about maybe how you've handled it in the past, but looking forward, seeing how your life has not turned out the way it's you planned it, it's probably going to continue on that trajectory so that yeah change your point. mindset more and i've done this because i like to have control and i like to know what the plan is and if i don't know what the plan is i panic and so as i got married and moved to florida and didn't have people there at first and all these things i've tried to work on changing my mindset more towards i don't know where i'm gonna be in a year i don't know where i'm gonna be in two months But that's exciting because you can let go of needing to know that and trust and rest in God already knowing that. Mm -hmm. And God already knows it in in light of knowing your past, where you are now, in light of knowing what's best for you overall, whether you think it's best for you or whether you would choose it. And it's really freeing to just sit and... Sit in that, knowing I don't have to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know what's happening because God knows what's happening. He knows what's best for me. Yeah, I mean, for him, 50 years from now in your life is just as much set in stone, sure, as yesterday as was those in words your life. you just spoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's exactly it's what I just said. It, 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 50 years from now, 100 years from now, 1,000 years, whatever you want to say, that is just as much past in the economy of God as yesterday was for yeah. us. And that's for it's you. It's just that we don't know. Right. That's for you and for every single other person on this planet. And that helps me a lot too, because when things happen around the world where I'm like, that's going to mess up my plan or <laughs> we're doomed or what if I don't get to X, Y, Z, it all fits together perfectly mm-hmm. for your good and for every other believer's good. And it's all for his glory and for bringing about his kingdom and ultimately for Christ's return. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it that way, you're like, then why does it matter if I get into this school or why does it matter uh-huh. if I end up getting married by this time or if my husband is on this job path or whatever these things you feel like you need, 
all you need to do is live your life for the glory of God and rest in him to take care of the rest. Well, and I'd encourage you to, with all of what Melanie just said, in your mind, the longer that you hold on to your plan and your timing, the harder it's going to be for you to embrace what God has for you and his timing. Because you're going to be so caught up in, well, it should be this way, and I want it to be this way, and I thought it was going to be like this, instead of, no, look what God's given me, and look what God's doing, and look how God's working. Yeah. And look how amazing this is, even if it's not what I would have thought, but there's still so much good to be found there. Well, and just think of this, to put it bluntly, his plan and his timing are going to happen just as he has planned them, whether you embrace them or not. So not to be flippant, but you might as well get on board. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to no, make light of it, true. but it's true. Like, that is what is going to happen. So let go of what you always thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that some of the verses in the Bible get taken out of context where it's, um, delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart, or I think there's some other ones that say along the same, same things. And what that really is saying is, You delight yourself in the Lord, and then the Lord will conform your heart into having the same desires that he has for you. He will put your desires in your heart. And those desires are not, I desire to go to school here, or (laughs) I desire to marry this man, or I desire... And sometimes God answers those specific prayers, and we can glorify him for that and thank him for that. But it's more... I desire to honor you in everything I do. I desire to walk with you for the all of my days. I desire to grow in my knowledge of the word. Those types of things. Those mm-hmm. are the the things that he is saying well, he will conform. And then when those are your desires, you're not worrying about the little mundane things mm-hmm. that right now seem like such a big deal. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can take things to the extreme here and think, okay, well, if I didn't... if my plans aren't going to happen and they're just never going to happen. I'm never going to get anything, anything I want. Yes. And you know, if I want something, that means God's going to give me something else. It's not always true. No, like He's Melanie not a vindictive said. God. No, like terrible. they're, they're like Melanie was saying, if you're really seeking the Lord and you are pursuing that relationship with him, when you get to that sweet spot where like your desires are lining up with him, that's such a good thing because mm-hmm. then what you want and what he wants is the same thing. And it's not this, Oh, well, as soon as I want something, I better not hold on too tightly because what are the odds of me actually God's getting it? going to take it away. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't have no. that mentality. You can still have that hope and that excitement and that expectancy. But when things don't necessarily turn out the way you plan, like this girl is asking in this question, you've got to be trusting that God knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and that he's still good yeah. whether or not you get what you it want. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would just say at the to end, to sum it up, you hear all the time, well, I've got to find God's will for my life. And it's this elusive thing that's like hiding and you got to go find it. That's not what God's will is meant to be. And I just wanted to recommend as we're done here, there is a, I don't know, it's not a book. It's too small. It's not a booklet. It's too big. It's not a pamphlet. It's too much. So it's a small book, let's say. Okay. It's by John MacArthur. <laughs> it's not a book. It's a small book. <laughs> There's okay, a difference, make people. I just mean Small in you, size and in words. Yes, if you go to a store to try to find this, it's Probably not a book on a shelf. Go to gracetoyou.org or whatever and you can get it. Anyway, it's by John MacArthur and it's called Found God's Will. And it is the best resource I have ever read on that. It's short, it's to the point, and it will absolutely give you confidence in living your life in God's will because he walks you through the things in scripture that God says, this is my will. 
it's, and I'm going to paraphrase, so just go with me, it's that you be saved, that you are sanctified, that you are submitting to the Spirit, that you are serving others, that you are, I don't, there's a couple of other, they all start with S. And he goes through this whole thing through Scripture saying, these are the things that are God's will, that you be these things. And then at the end he says, if you can honestly say truly that you are those things, then God's will for your life when it comes to making a decision, this school versus that school, that car versus this car, to whatever it is, God's will for you is whatever you want to do. Mm. And it's, hear me, it is not this easy thing. It's like, I can do whatever I want to do. You have to go through, you know, saved, sanctified, sub- submitting, serving, suffering, like all of these things that are in scripture. And if you are doing all of those things, you can honestly say that, then you're at that place where, God will give you the desires of your heart. Your desires are where they should be. So pick whatever you want. That is God's will for you. Mm-hmm. And when I read that the first time, I've read it multiple times since then. Still can't remember all the words. <laughs> but it's so freeing. And there's so much just relaxing because you have so much confidence in who God is. And you don't have that have to have that confidence in yourself. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Not only you don't have to. Yeah. So I would highly recommend going and getting that. He does it much better than I just did. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> you always wanted, always to, say wanted that. to say that. <laughs> I've been holding my breath while you finished saying it so I could say that. Oh, oh man. Awesome. Okay. For real though. On that note, I think wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. So. All right. So next time. Well, no, just, go ahead, Mel. What you got? Yeah. Uh, well, next time you'll hear from Kristen and Bethany on the next three questions, but I will most likely be back in Florida. Yes. So just stay tuned and keep on listening to every episode because you never know when I'll pop back in. <laughs> but until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And I'm Melanie. And this is Looking for the Middle.